Welcome into Fantasy Focus Football. Today's show is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico. See all the ways that you could save. Hold on, I'm not hearing anything, so I'm just trying to figure out what's going on here. Oh, oh yeah. No, 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 surprise. Drama. It's all about me. Showing up late. And, and right Field before we started, ready. Field was yeah. like, hey, guys, did you hear the greatest American Idol of all time, Ruben Farr, is doing a bunch of really fun stuff right now. And I was like, what? Kelly Clarkson's the best. Field, come you on. You slandering not just my name, but also Kelly Clarkson's name, That's also a- Ruben Farr's name. What is Ruben Farr doing these days? I have no is idea. Is he still making music professionally? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Hopefully. Yes. Kelly Clarkson confirmed greatest American Idol of all this time. Will host the NFL Honors Show, which she she will present. I, I think it was it. the night before the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the night before the 49ers play the Lions in the Super Bowl. I don't hey. know how that's possible, but hey, I'm going to make it happen times. somehow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, don't worry about it. The Eagles will also be the referees. I don't know. They'll be a part of it as well. Uh, anyways, yeah, Kelly Clarkson going to uh, hand out some uh, some hardware. Wait, so All we got right. Kelly I'm Clarkson for... doing football stuff, and Carrie Underwood does some football stuff for us. What other American idols do we need to get involved in football right now? Justin Guarini mm. is available for the <laughs> halftime show. That's it. The name I was looking that's for. It. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Somebody one. upstairs in control room brought up Clay Aiken. Or was Cal- it you? Yeah, it was Field. Oh, it, it, was it was Mike. It was Mike. Really good first name. That's why. Oh, I like that's it. what oh, it is. God. Of course. Of course. For attention these days, I will. What about Adam? Adam, he's the oh, yeah, yeah, Adam, and he did the whole thing with Queen, right? Yeah, Where he went yeah, around and yeah. yeah. What was his Adam last name Lambert. Again? Adam, Adam Lambert. Lambert. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I absolutely. I forgot about Adam Lambert. How could you? Some right, crappy so names that today, I. Should we skip game previews and just do like power rankings of yeah, former people, American, uh, former American idols? idols? People who are listening are like, God, this is riveting. Oh, yeah. It right. actually is. I bet that a lot <laughs> of people <laughs> are right now thinking they're like, no, no, no. They want a basketball podcast startup. They would phone in because there are big arguments. People are big arguments about the American. American Idol was like the highest rated show on on air. Oh, I still point. watch. Yeah, I get emotional watching these these. Of course you do, dude. Lionel Richie just connects with the singer so I, often. Yeah. I love you. Imagine. Don't, don't I love you. you. Don't you? No slander of Lionel Richie. No, I love friend. Lionel Richie. Okay. Of course, I'm, right, I'm get, being serious. Can we get Field on that show. <laughs> oh my gosh, how incredible that is! Just audition. I'm an audition. Yes. Field sings all the time. People may not know this. Yeah. No, you guys need to know. Field sings. All the time. That is accurate. Yeah. All the time. And I mm-hmm. love that feels so free spirit. He sings. He doesn't care if he's on key. doesn't care if he knows the words. But you usually know the words. Oh, no. I I know the words. That's as far as I go. That's I'm the, literally the most tone deaf person <laughs> in the entire universe. I feel so bad. Although, like, I will say, for a long time, my audience was very minimal. People didn't like it. My daughter loves it. She's that's what like, matters. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I, I've realized that I've connected with one person. My wife hates it, but that's, that's okay. all right. I know, I know right. a lot of Disney song lyrics now. Do you? So I yeah. sing them with the girls I know, all the time. We don't time. talk about Bruno. I know pretty well. Yep. Yeah. Bruno. Yeah. yeah. And one all the favorites. Frozen songs, yeah. of course. Yeah. 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 Feels like a big hashtag girl dad moment could be going on here between yeah. these two things. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Disney yeah. songs. All right. Let's talk. We got a bunch of stuff to get into today. We got a Thursday Night Football recap, and we got a bunch of Sunday games that we want to get into. We're going to start Stefania Bell with the 49ers taking on the Seattle Seahawks. How about them? How about them 49ers? A lot of stuff to be able to talk about. I want to specifically start with how you feel about your new franchise quarterback, Brock Purdy, for the next 10 years of your... (laughs) Look, I mean, uh, what, what more can you say? I think the most telling comments afterward came from all of his teammates. Yeah. You know, I mean, just the praise, the respect... Uh, Nick Bosa talked about it. Christian McCaffrey talked about it. But more importantly, Kyle Shanahan talked about how much pain Brock Purdy was in and that they literally did not know until that day whether he'd be able to go. In fact, they didn't want him even throwing in warmups because they didn't want it to take away from what he could potentially do during the game. And even Brock himself said he'd start, mm. but he wasn't sure he'd be able to finish once he got going. Um, 
You know what the result. He looks were. pretty great. Yeah, and that offense good. looked really good around him. Yeah, yeah, especially in the first half. Great. Pretty you great. Look, wow, you guys, come on! And literally <laughs> every person in the world made that. He said it. I'm glad. I'm glad. No, you let him into it. You let him into it. You can say it. Of course, you led the water. Yeah. Totally. No, nope, uh, but too. yeah. No. So like, where did that expression come from? <laughs> Didn't we have to figure out? West. I don't know. If Matthew was here, we'd ask him in the 1700s <laughs> when he was doing all of this prospecting school. He's like, well, you know, on, Fields, on the you buggy. do know that saying, right? Uh, lead a horse, you can lead a horse, yeah, water, but you can't make but, a drink. Yes. Uh, I wanted him. To oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm you so can sorry. teach a man to fish, right? That one, same thing, right? Like, uh, but you can't. What's the other part? It's, it's like you can teach uh, you a man to fish. No, 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 no. Don't teach him to fish. More fish for you. That's what. Thank you, Mike, for saving me. <laughs> if you don't teach him to fish, more fish for you is, in fact, the correct colloquialism. That's, right. That's what it is now. All right, yeah. let's talk about football field. So this offense, though, like it's been a gutsy performance from Brock Purdy, and it's been good enough to keep some players involved for fantasy relevance. I think what we're realizing, though, is that through basically three games with Brock Purdy, obviously last night was the first one in full without Debo Samuel, is that... You're going to expect greatness from Christian McCaffrey every single week, both mm-hmm. as a runner mm-hmm. and as a receiver. He was on fire in the first quarter last night. He had five catches. He ended up with just six for the game. But still, 25.8 fantasy points is nothing to be upset about from CMC. It feels like one or maybe two other pass catchers are going to be sustained week in and week out, which which is not that dramatically different from where it was with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's pretty similar. You're getting like, what, like, an, like 90% of Jimmy G passing production, maybe 80%. Uh, last night was a good matchup to run the football a ton, and with the way that this team is playing defense right now, they can afford to run the football more than probably other teams can. Yeah, It basically keeps the value afloat. George Kittle had a mm-hmm. monster night last night. He's locked in as like a tight end that's going to be started every single week. You may get greatness, you may get a dud, but that's how that position works. And then Brandon Ayuk, I know it stinks, two catches on four targets for 19 yards, but... No, like I'm not sure what to make of it. He's still the number one wide receiver in this offense. I probably still would have felt pretty good about playing him, understanding that the result last night was not great. Yeah, I think we'll still rank him as a starter next week just because Debo's not going to be there and he's the number one. And look, George Kittle only had, what was it, five targets? Five targets in this game, right? The one thing they are doing, it was a low volume passing game, but one thing they're doing while I tweeted about this like in the third quarter is almost like 90-some percent of their yeah, touches yeah, yeah, were yeah, by yeah, three yeah. guys. It was Ayuk, mm-hmm. it was Christian McCaffrey, and it was George Kittle. That's what we want, right? Yep. Just keep funneling targets yep. to those guys. Yep. And, and Shanahan's always done that pretty well. As long as that keeps up, those guys will hang at least on the fantasy radar. Yeah, I hate to be like famous last words, but I just I couldn't be more impressed with Christian McCaffrey and what he's done this oh, yeah. season. Mm-hmm. He is playing basically every snap for them until late in the game mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. absolutely dominating crushing every narrative that was surrounding him coming into the season. He has been remarkably brilliant. On the Seahawks side of the ball, Stefania, we got a lot to talk about, but I want to start with Kenneth Walker III, who came back. We got to see his first little bit of action against what is a tough 49ers defense. How did you feel when you're just watching Kenneth Walker? Yeah, I, I think he was fine. You know, I think there was nothing about the injury that was problematic. That was just the matchup. Matchup, right? As Mike yep. said yesterday, 95% of the concerns were about the matchup. 5% were about the injury. And I talked about this yesterday. The hardest decision to make in fantasy for this week was probably Kenneth Walker the third. Somehow, I think he actually kind of split the difference here. Yeah, he, did. he ended up with eleven point yeah. nine fantasy points. Which, if you started him, you're like, all right, well, hey, it's better than like five fantasy points. But if you sat him, and I sat Kenneth Walker the third and Geno Smith in the same league, mm-hmm. like you're like, I can do better than eleven point nine, right? Like I have Damian mm-hmm. Harris as my backup, and if he does play and Ramondre doesn't, I feel like there's a at least a 50% chance that he exceeds 11.9 fantasy points, and I'll be rewarded for my patience there. But Ken Walker, if he played him, 11.9 fantasy points is fine. And he kind of got bailed out by a late catch, yeah. a 33-yard catch mm-hmm. late in the game. I mean, as Mike told you, all week, 
toughest matchup by far against uh, running backs in fantasy this season. Good luck playing your running back against the 49ers. It's just not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 11.9, the fifth most fantasy points scored by a running back against the Niners this season. Wow. They've just dominated that position. So, yeah, if you started them, you you have to feel like, all right, you know. Not I'll a win, not a loss. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, it's right? fine. Like, like you You're probably not win. out of the mix in your game right. by now. Yeah. Another big another big storyline, though, Stefania, is... Uh-oh. You're feeling good. I'm just enjoying you talking about the... Portland's defense dominating. I can't even, yeah. like, I can't think about other things. Uh, big late inside. injury, though, in this game, Stefan. Yeah, yeah, Tyler Lockett. Uh, Tyler Lockett broke a bone in his hand, and this is when we I, we love the Pete Carroll commentary because he actually gave quite a bit of information, uh, although it's still somewhat confusing. So uh, he, he referenced a broken bone in Tyler Lockett's hand, and he called it a spiral metacarpal fracture, which is a real thing. Um, the metacarpals are the bones in your hand that are joined like your the base of your knuckles to your wrist. So these are your metacarpals and they're numbered based on, you know, the thumb is one, two, three, four, five. So he said that he broke a bone in his index finger. So you're thinking, well, it's the second metacarpal, but then later he said the first. So we don't know. It's, uh, I, think it, I think it's probably this one in his hand. The question becomes, and spiral just means rotational. So the question becomes, how do they manage it? When can he get back? He was in a lot of pain. Uh, Pete Carroll said that Tyler Lockett said he... He give me a couple weeks. I'll be back in a couple weeks. I think they're evaluating how you approach it, whether it's surgical or not. Hmm. So we shall see. Do you guys want? So I, I as somebody who has survived a uh, spiral fracture in my hand as well, would you guys like my insight on? <laughs> I would love that. Goes? How did that I go with your that. glenoid? Uh, my glenoid. No, I think that one was was just a sprain. Uh, <laughs> you just but, yeah. I think Except he wants to show me his third metascar. No, you can see it if you look oh, like you probably oh, can't see it here. You can, you can <laughs> yeah. feel the. It was to show you can probably feel it. See, you can feel that right there, Stefania. See how that's flat? That one's got the, the Oh, swelling. did you actually have it? Yeah, I'm not kidding. You re- oh, wait. Yeah, no, I broke it. Yeah. You really did. That's okay. a fracture. Uh, lacrosse. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, I ended up, I, I had a hard cast on for like a couple of weeks. So was they put it a, a spiral fracture too? Yeah, a spiral fracture. Yeah, you can sort of see it. How Look was it? This. Were you able to catch 60 mile an hour passes from yeah. pro football quarterbacks afterwards? Uh, yeah, no? yeah, no, like I don't want to brag, but like, um, yes, I could. You could. Um, okay, all right. Yeah, well, I did a lot of stuff. Tyler Lockett, I guess. I could still do the 12 ounce curls as well, which is good. Were you back the following week for the fantasy playoffs. Uh, I was not. Now, then again, even okay. if I were, it wouldn't matter. I was like end of the bench guy anyways. So uh, actually, you know what? I was back. I was back the next game. Just my coach didn't notice that I was back because he wasn't <laughs> going to play was. me anyway. Yeah. So no pressure, Tyler. What is that? Uh, in all honesty, Mike Clay, what is this going to mean for the rest of the Seahawks pass catchers? Because we're not going to see Tyler Lockett for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks, right? That maybe, means the re- maybe the rest of the season. Yeah, maybe. D- yeah, DK probably Metcalf, not. Noah Fan. Is there anyone else that steps up here? Uh, DK Metcalf already has a huge target share, so I don't imagine that's going to go up much more, especially the role he plays. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, I don't think you're going to feel comfortable starting a guy like that. I mean, he'll be more valuable in maybe 12 to 16 team leagues, but yeah. don't feel great. Noah Fan may be a slight boost, but he's really struggled all season long, so... I, look, Lockett is a big target share. They have to go somewhere, but I think they're going to spread them around to a few guys. I mean, Goodwin's the guy if you're in desperation mode in deeper leagues. If but, you need uh, it. Yeah, I, I don't league. think I would look to those guys. They yeah. draw the Chiefs next week and then the Jets following that. So the next couple of weeks, you got to get a good matchup but then terrible matchup. So mm-hmm. I think next week, maybe if you're desperate, you could turn towards Marquise Goodwin, but you'd have to be in a pretty cushy spot mm-hmm. or a pretty bad spot, I should yep. say, to have to turn Yeah, I mean, we're direction. talking like either round one or two of your playoffs. You're yeah. probably not in that spot where you need to start Marquise yep. Goodwin. Yep. But Agreed. All right. Last call. Shout out to Stefania's 49ers. 21-13, 10 and 4. Uh, it was not that way. close. Division winners. They're, they're division winners. And they are FOLs, friends of Lions. Because 
with the loss last night, the Seahawks are now seven and seven, which means if the Lions win on Sunday, they would also be seven and seven, mm-hmm. which ah. means they would be that much closer mm-hmm. to being in the playoff mix, Daniel Dopp. That's right. Yeah, so you owe me, Daniel, is basically what I took away well, from Well, that. wow. Correct. That's interesting <laughs> the way that, that works out. All right, I guess I'm buying yes. lunch. Let's talk some Sunday and Monday football previews. We're going to start. With the Game Eagles Game. at the Bears, NFC champion. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know what? Don't don't even don't try don't try and encroach on my you know, <laughs> Hey, it's my turn now. Lineup <laughs> blocks include there's Whoa. seven of them: Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, <gasps> Justin Fields, and David <laughs> Montgomery. That is basically the entire Eagles offense. Stefania, have we heard anything more about Dallas Goddard on his return? But just that he's. Feeling good about it, feeling and good. and I think this is this stands where it did when I was talking about it the other day. That I think you know he he looks good running. the The question is going to be if he falls and lands on that shoulder, how does it respond? We've sure. seen we 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 don't have the specifics of somebody with a glenoid fracture like that's existed certainly, but we we don't usually know those kind of details. Sure. Um, but if you think about somebody who's had shoulder instability, like a Delvin Cook, for example, <clears throat> and then. You get hit the wrong way, and then it acts up. Yeah, I, th- that's sort of the potential comp, I think. Dalvin for Cook, DeAndre Swift. We've seen yeah. a couple of players like that. Yeah, yeah a different sort of issue. But that mm. that that would be the concern is that he lands wrong, something happens, and then it yeah. knocks him out of the game. But I think you're assuming if he starts that they're going to play him. I don't know that they would limit his activity because he, it's not like a soft tissue injury where you're worried you're going to pull it. Yeah. I will just say this. I know we mentioned him as a lineup block, and I know that I mentioned this, I think, on Wednesday, but I've heard from a few people that have asked, are you at all nervous about Justin Fields against the Eagles? They've been the best defense in terms of defending opposing quarterbacks and fantasy. Obviously, the Eagles are nasty on defense, but we also know that the best strength of them in terms of defending opposing quarterbacks is those that throw the ball a lot. And not that Justin Fields can't throw the ball. He's certainly a very capable thrower, but he's been owning with his legs this year, and mm-hmm. Philly has only faced, I would contend, two really athletic quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, and also most recently Daniel Jones. Just to reiterate the numbers, Kyler Murray, 42 rushing yards all the way back early in the mm-hmm. season, but just four rushing attempts in that game for Kyler. Last week, Daniel Jones, 26 rushing yards, plus a rushing touchdown. Justin Fields is a totally different stratosphere as a runner in terms of both athleticism and utilization this season than either of those players. Along those lines, I feel comfortable starting Justin Fields and expect a big day. Yeah, agree 100%. We're downgrading him for the matchup, but he's still in the top 10, worst case, top 12. You're starting him. Yeah, his projection, Mike's projection was Mm 19.97 points. He might be down like four or five points from where he normally would be. And I think it's an interesting conundrum because Justin Fields was a guy that people added. It wasn't like they entered the season with Justin Fields. So you may be rostered a second quarterback throughout the second half of this season, or you had to account for Justin Fields' absence last week with a reasonable option. Do I turn to a Dak Prescott over Justin Fields? My belief, keep Justin Fields in the lineup. Agreed. I'm with you on that one. Mike, really quickly, with Justin Fields, obviously there's a big strength to this Eagles defense. Do you see any of these pass catchers? And by pass catchers, I basically just mean Cole Komet. He's the only guy that I consider there. Right, because Chase Claypool, dicey, but you probably weren't starting him anyway. He's not fully in tune with the playbook yet. He hasn't been good in fantasy yet. So Darnell Moody's on IR still. Exactly. So we're (laughs) avoiding the wide receivers. As for Cole Komet, since week nine, 14.2 fantasy points bringing this number two at tight end, right? And with the state of that position, yeah, you feel pretty good about that. Five touchdowns, uh, big target share. Again, maybe no Chase Claypool, no Darnell Mooney. He's going to be throwing a Cole Komet a lot. So with the state of that position, yes, Komet, I think, is a fringe top 10 option if you need a tight end. 
He's a way you can yeah. go. And for week. people who are concerned, Justin Fields was on the injury report because of illness. He did practice fully yesterday and said he feels no residual effects from the illness. He's fine. Right. I feel like we're all sort of on the injury report with illness this time of year, just like in and out. I'm in. I'm on the and off. Of dominating opposing offenses yeah. right now with the way your 49ers are playing. Stefania doesn't get sick. sick. Of it. That's Never. Knock on wood. All right. Next game up. Cowboys at Jaguars. Lineup locks for this one include both of the running backs. Can you believe we're here? Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz, Travis Etienne, and Christian Kirk. I actually want to ask a question on Travis Etienne because mm-hmm. it is since his bye, yeah. he's had three straight weeks where he has not reached double digit fantasy points here, Mike Clay. And I'm curious. You can't not start Travis Etienne at the running back position, but how have you lowered expectations based on the last couple of weeks, or do you think that they are more fluky than they are indicative of where he's at? Yeah, I think it's a little fluky. He's still getting a lot of volume. He's still playing roughly 80% of the snap. So, um, you know, the, the target thing last week is a little bit of a red flag, but before that, he was at least getting <clears throat> two to four, maybe five a game. So uh, I'm standing by him for another week here. I think there's enough volume there that he should still remain in lineups, even in a t- tough matchup here against Dallas. He's like Isaiah Pacheco, just a Florida, right? And... Yep. The, the part that just is confusing is only that his greatest strength in college was his pass catching ability. Like that's the part that just makes you a little bit curious about the utilization of Travis Etienne. Uh, for those that are watching the stream right now, you may notice my ranks are not up there. Uh, there's been a ranking issue specific to my page on the platform on ESPN.com, mm. which means that when we revisit these rankings on Sunday night show, uh, mine will be exactly where the players yeah, actually finish during the week. So while you don't see my Travis Etienne rank on there, if he's RB6 for this week, that's, that's where, where you I had him. Where you that's where you if had he's him. RB60 because he busts, don't forget that I told you he might bust as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like a 1% chance, but just making sure I've covered all my bases. That, that's a fair field. Uh, quickly on these pass catchers. Yeah. Zay Jones. Are you trusting Zay Jones? We've seen some up and downs from Zay Jones, but we've also seen a lot of volume here first week of the playoffs. I mean, volume is the king, right? And 10 plus targets in three of his past four games. Touchdowns have been very, very hard to find two this entire season. But uh, I know a guy works for a small company. It's called OTD is one of these stats mm-hmm. that he, uh, he, 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 came up with i don't know how Uh, basically it's like how many touchdowns you're expected to have over the course of the season based off the opportunities yeah and uh zay jones been unlucky and this is the point where i turn it over to mike because mike is the man who founded that stat and the smartest person in fantasy football ever yeah so i had the stat i don't think i have my notes here so uh Uh, no anyway he has like (laughs) five and a half expected touchdowns here yeah he's like five and a half expected touchdowns i believe he's what two or three this season i knew i know it um yeah, he's been unlucky in the touchdown department. That's kind of why the fantasy points weren't following the targets for quite a while there. But give me your note. Uh, are we trading? Yep. yep. There you go. It's the secret sauce. <laughs> right. No trade. All right. All well, right. we're doing a trade. All right. Five point three expected. Two touchdowns actual, <laughs> Thank you. Thank according you. to uh, the playbook, which is live now on ESPN Plus. <laughs> right. Oh, congratulations! The playbook is out now on ESPN Plus. Field Pass is out right now mm-hmm. on ESPN Plus. Yeah. Fantasy Improv is. as well. In case you do not have What's ESPN that? Plus with Liz Loza and I, it's free. Liz and I talk about a bunch of different things. You do. It's an awesome like, column. Love say, it. Daniel and Liz you guys. are so good. The ESPN has to appeal to all the masses. Oh, yeah. You can get their stuff no matter what. Like, if you're loyal enough to ESPN, like you like UFC or you want to read, you know, Zach Lowe on the NBA, we'll just tuck Field and Mike in there. Their yeah. stuff, like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like, yeah. it is included. Daniel and Liz freed everybody. They tried to put my stuff behind the paywall. People were clutching their pearls left and right. Were they? they were like, nope, we're not doing this. Daniel was like, I've been paying people to read my stuff for years. Don't make them pay us. 
They were a long time ESPN minus subscribers. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. They have uh, they have rolled over. Let's it really was quickly. so empowering to have Mike's note there for a second. <laughs> I was like, what are all these numbers? <laughs> I picture Man, you when you're mean? looking at that, all the math symbols behind your head start showing up. Where you feel enlightened. So there was a time like a few years ago before COVID where people were more routinely around Bristol. And I was doing NFL Live one day with Schefter. And before the show, Shefty had logged onto an ESPN computer and had his Twitter account open. Oh, I and he left. And I just sat there and stared at the screen. And I was like, oh, my so God. Tempted. What do I do right now? Power. Like, I, I was thinking about all the things that I could possibly tweet at that time. Like, so this explains a lot now because like every time you tweet, it's like auto retweeted by Schefter. You put on like auto retweeted. That's what account. it was. That's what uh, no, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, it all I was makes like, sense. what could I possibly tweet? Now I was thinking about it and I was like, I could brag about the fact that I bowled the 270 last yeah, night. Yeah, serious. Um, big bowl, yeah. big bowler. Yeah, big bowler. I could brag about like mm. my go-karting skills. Mm-hmm. I could brag about mm-hmm. the fact that I'm in the 97th percentile for ESPN's World Cup Pick'em Challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. How you doing in Beat Mike Clay? Be, I'm crushing that? you like a, like a I great. You that. know what you should have done? You should don't have said, "Don't start Tony Jones in fantasy last week." That's what you should have done. Oh my god! Whoa! You attacked the wrong person. Sorry, sorry. What I do? I don't know. I'm so sorry, dude. That was mean. What do you mean? What are you supposed to do? It was tough. No, no. You should. I mean, but listen. I didn't start him. I, I, I had that one time with Matthew. Matthew left his Twitter up on the computers in the radio studios. Do you remember? What did you tweet him? I tweeted. I was like, just in case everyone wonders. Like my favorite person at ESPN far and away after oh, all yeah. the times I've worked here is Daniel Dopp. Yeah, I love yeah. him. He's all, and I did a big photo of whatever. <laughs> it was one of his uh, most engaged tweets, actually, which doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, really quickly, speaking of most engaged, last week, Evan Ingram was unbelievably <laughs> unreal. The number one player in fantasy, not the Daniel. number one tight end. The second time this year that a tight end has been the number one player in fantasy. Shout out to TJ Hawkinson as the other guy. Are we starting Evan Ingram again <sighs> this week against the Dallas Cowboys? Or was last week just a... I mean, how do you bench him after last week? It is hard to bench him. I have him tight end 10, though. It is close. Check this out. Cowboys, second fewest fantasy points to tight ends. One touchdown allowed. Only one tight end has reached 10 fantasy points against him this season. Wow. So they've been dominant against that position. It's tough. I mean, I, he's definitely not a lineup lock. If anything, he is what he's been all season. He's a he's a if you're in a tough spot, you want to start him fine. But he's just a borderline tight end one. Just right with that other group everything. of other tight be ends. Be prepared yeah. for everything with Evan Ingram. He could have 39 fantasy points on Sunday, or he could have 0.39 fantasy points yep. on Sunday. Just be prepared for everything. All right, let's move ahead. Talk Cardinals at Broncos. Lineup blocks for this one are short. James Conner and DeAndre Hopkins. But the injury list, unfortunately, Stefania, is quite long outside of those two players. I've lost my page. That's all right. We got a couple guys to be able to think oh, here about here. You want to start with Russell Wilson or you want to start with Rondell Moore? Which team you want to well, start with? Well, let's start with Arizona because okay. I think it's just easier to take uh, start with somebody who's out for the rest of the year, and that's Rondell Moore who had a groin injury. And it's unfortunate because just when we started to see him uh, – Looking good. Yeah. We then never got to see the- all three of those pass catchers together, right? <clears throat> no, I we think, haven't at all this no, season. Nope, Not nope. one snap. Never. Nope. Not once. Because, uh, yeah, I think, uh, wasn't it the Mexico City game that we were unsure if we were going to get them all back together? Yeah. And that didn't hurt. happen. No yeah. Hollywood Brown in that game, though. Yeah. So, yep. so, anyway, um, unfortunately for him, he's done for the year, so not even an option. Then over in Denver's side, Russell Wilson dealing with the concussion. Still limited in practice. Not clear if he'll be able to go. Cortland Sutton not practicing with the hamstring. And Mike Boone back on IR after mm. aggravating the high ankle sprain. Really bummed for him. Uh, done for the year. 
All right. Field, I want to start with understanding Rondell Moore out for the year. We've mm-hmm. watched both Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins now a couple weeks together. Yep. Nuke, obviously, far and away is the guy that is the number one in that offense. How are you approaching Hollywood Brown this week? I mean, he's still a reasonable flex consideration because he has 16 targets over those past two games. That's the problem is, like, his role has changed. Like, he did have that vertical shot last week against the Patriots, which... He made a diving attempt for, but a lot of his work is at or near the line of scrimmage. He's turned those 16 targets into 80 receiving yards on eight catches. So not a lot of big play explosiveness from Hollywood Brown. I kept saying this when they both were back on the field for the first time is that the perfect wide receiver for Arizona was when one of Hollywood Brown or DeAndre Hopkins was available and the other was not because you were getting like 15 Mm -hmm. targets per game. Now, only one of them that is a lineup block is DeAndre Hopkins, who is dominating the target share. And it has not killed the value of Hollywood Brown, but it has certainly suppressed the value of Hollywood Brown, who's closer to wide receiver 30 than he is wide receiver 20 for me this week. He did not practice yesterday because he was sick. You know, again, the illness thing that's going around and around the league. He's sick and not getting enough targets. Uh, Well, uh, just make sure. Quick reminder under center, not Kyler Murray. It's going to be Colt McCoy. Doesn't bother me. Fine. Yeah, it is fine, I think. And also, I just wanted to add this on with Hollywood Brown. So last week, Hollywood Brown was the slot man for Arizona. And if you look at the three games that Colt McCoy has played so far, the top slot receiver had Ronnell Moore had 13 targets in week 10. Greg Dortch had 11 in week 11. And of course, as you mentioned, Hollywood had eight last week. So the primary slot receiver has seen a ton of volume. Mm-hmm. And that's on top of a 31% target share for DeAndre Hopkins. So he is funneling to those yep. two spots. And Marquise Brown probably going to keep that slot role with Ron, Rondale Moore. And how about the matchup, IR. Mike? Like, who do you think that gets the past or tan shadow on Sunday? Uh, it would be Hopkins, if okay. anything, because he's going to be on the outside, Brown inside. Uh, so that obviously a, a tough matchup, but yeah. they're going to see so much volume. Say, I'd rather see not Patrick Sertan than Patrick Sertan. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, that always. is exactly right. Yeah, yes. 100% of the time. On the other side of the ball, Mike, obviously no Cortland Sutton here. So we've got Jerry Judy. Well, you talked you. him up a little bit last week, actually, within DFS. He did really well for you in the DFS lineup. How are you looking at Jerry Judy here? He this was week? the only thing that did well in my DFS lineup last week. Oh, to, you just finally to be had one bad that week was a bad in one. DFS. That was a bad one, but Judy, uh, Judy helped uh, make it at least somewhat respectable. Three yeah. touchdowns, eight catches in that game. Uh, Sutton's going to be out again. Uh, so Ken- Kendall Hinton may not play. KJ Hamler's out. I mean, it's going to be the Judy show. Seven or more targets in his last five full games. 16 plus fantasy points in three straight. Remember, before that last injury, he was trending up. It seemed like that breakout was finally coming. Then he had that short setback, but it was it picked up where it left off last week. He looks like the real deal. Regardless of who's under center, he's going to see a ton of volume, so he should be in lineups. I know what it's like to have like one bad day every once in a while. Huh. Like, like I don't know, like two weeks ago, I went go-karting with some friends. Yeah. And I had one. It was the only time I've ever been like below third place. It was the only time. Only time. Sure. Yeah. Only time. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you said I friends. I, uh, when you said that story. Yeah. Rather than like workplace acquaintances or yeah. something like that. You guys are ruthless, huh? Well, no, well, no, well, I mean, we're just surprised you still He's like my us. friend. No, 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 we're surprised you think of us as friends. Yeah, exactly. I think of you as a friend, Field. Yeah, I think of you guys as friends well, because uh, when you win, what's it, when you lose, say little, when you win, say less. That's what and it is. When I come back and kick your guys' butts, I'm going to talk about it for the entire show. He's been practicing every day. <laughs> he has been. I am He's nervous been about track. The track. He He's got a season pass. Uh huh. He has a black card. He could just walk in. They just let him. He bought pick his, his own car. helmet with a. He's got a little GoPro over top so that he can <laughs> yeah. watch his lines afterwards to make sure he knows. Review his film. Breaking down the tape, baby. Yeah. 
It's got Kinley sitting there just like just bouncing on his leg while they're going through stuff. Uh, really quickly, I also think strength, yeah. for me, I have Greg Dulcich as a starter here in this offense, especially of without Corlin Sutton. Nobody else here uh, like, great matchup. other than Jerry Judy. And yes, Field, like you said last week, great matchup here against the Arizona Cardinals. Just do it. Yep. Just do it. Start him. Yep. What yep. about what about the running back here? Because I look at Latavius Murray Field, someone that I feel like has been nothing but getting a bunch of work through the ground game. Again, no Mike Boone here. And he's also been catching passes in the passing game. Well, so Mike said yesterday before the Seahawks game that Kenneth Walker the third is a is a is a usable play with no upside. That's been Latavius Murray since he That's got right, this job in Denver, right? Like he has no upside. Like I don't think you're gonna get twenty fantasy points from Latavius Murray unless he somehow scores two touchdowns. But if you need I would ex- I would expect that Latavius Murray will score between eight and fourteen fantasy points on Sunday. Three or more catches in four of his last five games. So if he can yeah. get in the end zone and catch a couple of passes, and that's what you're looking for. You're looking for him to get in the yeah. end zone. Yeah, we'll see. You know, the it's it's like these are pride games now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Where it's like you don't know how these teams are going to come out there and fire. Like Arizona season's basically over. Denver season has already been over. Now they're out of their backup quarterback. You'll learn something about these guys. The reason that matters is that, like, I think in terms of talent, I actually think there are some decent pieces on the board defensively for Arizona, but they're inconsistent. Um, can can the can the Broncos run the football against them? Mm-hmm. Probably. Patriots did so with two guys who had never played before last week. But Latavius Murray is like he's never going. He's not going to average five and a half yards per carry. It's going to be like twenty-one carries for seventy-seven yards. Yeah, yep. Arizona not good against running backs too. Zach Allen's supposed to miss this game. He's been playing really well this season, so uh, I think it's fine. I, again, I think he's just the volume he's going to see gives him a respectable floor, uh, much like we t- like you just said with Kenneth Walker. Um, but keep in mind the other running backs without Mike Boone, it's Marlon Mack, who's, yeah. we know he's not going to be a feature back, right? He's going to be limited and that's it. I that's mean, it. if I know off the practice squad, maybe yep. he'll get a touch or two, but it, that's why it's hard to rank Murray low because there's no one else. Like you might play 80% yeah. of the snaps Abundant. here. Yes. Yeah. No question about that. Yep. All right, let's move on and talk Patriots at Raiders. I'm interested to Raiders. see who gets the opportunities here in this backfield. Stefania, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you about that. Lineup blocks include. Ramondre Stevenson, Josh Jacobs, and Devontae Adams. But we have a number of injuries to Patriots running backs, as well as, Stefania, I want to get some updates on Darren Waller and potentially uh, Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro back. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot going on here, and n- none of it good for the Patriots' backfield. I mean, Ramondre hasn't oh. practiced, and uh, Damian Harris has been limited, but um, I am uh, hearing that he is not looking particularly, you know, like the healthy version of Damian, oh, Damian Harris. Harris. So, right. you know, if it's... Um, I think otherwise, but just, I think I think we'll see him on Sunday. Really? Which I one? didn't say we wouldn't see him. Oh, okay. Well, I he said he doesn't like look okay. like himself. Got it. Wait, <laughs> so let's, so Steven Simi think... Is going to be out. Yeah. We'll, we'll be out. Would you like, go ahead, Phil. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting confused now who we're talking about and which one's playing and which one's not. So, so uh, Steven Ramondre Stevenson, I do not expect to play. Okay. Damian Harris may be the one left standing. Yeah. Okay. I do not necessarily think he is 100%. He's dealing with a soft gotcha. tissue injury. Okay. So even though he's doing some work in practice, he is not uh, looking great. Okay. 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 10-4. So do with that what you will. Okay, okay Mike. So I'll ask you. If he plays, <laughs> would you value <sighs> Damian Harris as a lineup block? He'd be pretty close, right? Just because you think he's the lead mm-hmm. back, right? Lineup block, I'm probably not going to go that far, but I think he'd... The projection will probably tell you like borderline RB2, yeah. something like that. So I mean, he hasn't weeks. played this. This will be he hasn't played the last two weeks. So yeah. this will be his first game back yeah. at less than 100 I mean, percent. How much ideal? Yeah. How much do the other guys factor in there? I mean, don't know. 
Like that's Pierre? that's a part of it that I don't understand. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. like Pierre because his name's Pierre. Well, Pierre, Pierre Strong. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think it's hard to say, Daniel, because a we don't know. Like so, Damien Harris stylistically, uh, or Kevin Harris stylistically is like more like Damien Harris than right. Pierre Strong is. So if you have Damien Harris back, does that mean that Kevin Harris is basically emergency use only, um, or? The fact that Kevin Harris got the first run last week, does that indicate that he's further up the Patriots' depth chart than Pierre Strong? Right. So Pierre Strong is only going to get you work if it's uh, break glass in case of emergency use only. My guess, I would probably stack him up like this. Factoring in what Stefania says, Damian Harris, as Mike said, probably like a, like think of him as like somewhere between RB21 and RB25. Agree. And I would put Kevin Harris as... If you are absolutely completely out of options and you play in an 18 team league and you like want to play somebody RB 45, yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. Right. Yep. If I needed to start a running back from this game, I'm probably going to choose Josh Jacobs. Thank you. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then hopefully block. I can avoid everyone else. Hopefully I have better options rather than going into a playoff mm-hmm. week where you've got someone coming off of an injury for their first game back. So if you're not though, if you don't have those options, obviously and this is a use. four, four o'clock game, right? So this is, yeah. it's in yep. L- Las Vegas. So about, we're going to have to take it down to the wire. What about Jacoby Myers? Stefania? Yeah. So it's interesting. We know that he had the concussion injury he was originally marked down as a limited participant, but downgraded to not practicing mm-hmm. at all yesterday. Eesh. So uh, Jacoby Myers still not doing what it looks like you need to do before being cleared to play in a game. And along the lines of what Stefania just said with Damian Harris, he's only been out for a couple of games. Imagine the calculus if you're trying to decide whether to play Devonte, excuse me, Darren Waller or Hunter Renfrew, who've been out for a while, I right? I do think, though, I feel a little bit better about uh, Darren Waller, still a, an X factor, but both of them have been practicing in full all week. And Darren Waller, if you read uh, a lot of the, what he said when he went on IR mm-hmm. because of the hamstring, uh, it was really thoughtful. And he seemed to have a very good awareness of where yeah. he was and that he did not want to come back till he was 100%. He made that very clear. It's part of the reason they made the move to put him on IR because he was struggling with the hamstring before that. I feel like he is in a much better spot than he was Dumb before. question. Do we know that they're practicing in full because they haven't been added to the 53-man roster, so they don't have to put them on the injury report, right? Is right. that what the reporting has been? Hey, these guys are going right, as right. if they've been. But this is so there are reporters pick up from being at Got practice okay. what their activity is, but it's true. Anybody who hasn't been placed on the 53-man doesn't have to be on the injury report. So people have no idea, right? Darren right. Waller, Hunter Renfro, but um, Paul Gutierrez, who covers the Raiders for us, has been posting little videos of yeah. practice, and yep. so we hear from mm-hmm. them what their what their activity is. Well, I, I saw a couple. Of Reporters say like, "Oh, they're off the injury report," and like fans are like, "All right, we'll see him." And then, then someone had to. Uh, oh, sorry, no. The way it works yeah, is like they aren't. They're not. In, they're not, not required the roster, to be right. on the report till they're on the active gotcha. roster. I, I would say make other plans for both guys. Like you're already not using Renfro. He has been horrendous in fantasy this season. Yeah. And Waller. I mean, I'm 13th. You know, he might be limited in this game. I know tight ends a mess, and maybe that's your best opportunity to or your best option. But he hasn't played. Just to point, I mean, he hasn't had, what, six targets in a game since week two? Wow. You know, it's been a long time. Even his last couple games, he was limited. So I would be trying to avoid that situation if I possibly can, at least for one more week. Are you adding him, though? I mean, if Waller's on Waller's waivers, yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. I mean, but the yeah. tight end situation, he should at least be on benches this week. He might be useful the next couple of weeks. But Hunter Renfro was so Renfro, no, bad no, this no, year. No, it makes just, no sense. Yeah. It, it makes no sense. I can't the believe perfect, how little yeah. he was used. Yeah. After what he did last year? I mean, uh, I know no. they got Devontae Adams, but... He was really good. He was, what, a top 10 fantasy receiver up there in catch? I mean, 100 I, plus I catches it. last year. Ridiculous. Massive, massive disappointment for those that just thought, hey, I'm getting a safe floor when I get this wide yeah. receiver here in Hunter Renfro. We got Josh McDaniels going up against Bill Belichick. Yeah. Mm. Oh, wow. The whole, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, mm. you know, people, pupil mentor? versus teacher. Yeah. 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 Student yeah. mentor. Yeah, yeah. Some juicy, some juicy storylines this week. I have Luke a, versus Darth. Is the teacher going to stay the teacher or do you think that there's just not enough <laughs> offense in there for the, for the Patriots to beat the Raiders? I think they could win. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, close it, should be, it should be a close game, but yeah. I mean, after what happened with the Raiders last week, I mean, it's hard to it's, it's hard to bet on them. That was on that was rough. So All right, let's talk Titans rough. at Chargers. That's our next matchup here. This one should also be pretty fun. Lineup locks include Derrick Henry. That's basically it. Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, yeah. Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams for the Chargers. Love all four of them. Stefania, I want to ask you about Traylon Burks. We watched him a couple weeks ago. Catch yeah. a touchdown, Scary. got knocked out. I'm still not practicing. Okay. I do not expect Traylon Burks. Mm-hmm. All right. So there is n- literally nobody else from the Titans that you start outside of Derrick Henry Correct. from the Chargers. The only other person that I would consider probably, I'm not starting Josh Palmer if both of these two wide receivers are back. So it would probably be Gerald Everett if I had to roll yep. with him in the tight end. Mm-hmm. He's that same conversation with like Ingram and even Darren Waller, just like a borderline tight end one. If that's your best option, that's your best option. He's fine. <laughs> Maybe he'll, he'll catch a touchdown. Good offense. Um, by the way, as, as a Palmer, Kind of what we talked about on the show last week is what happened, right? The other, everyone else was yep. healthy and he was not, he had six targets. That's his fewest since week four at or below 60 yards. And without a touchdown in three straight games, he's kind of fallen off a little bit, which again is expected with those other guys back. Yep. If you are in a really tough spot though, and you're like, I just need a dart throw at Tight receiver, end? my flex. Oh. I think you can look here just because the Titans have allowed the most fantasy points to receivers. So you could do worse in your flex, but again, he's way lower than where we, ha- we had him when those guys were hurt. I thought you were going to say, if you're in need of a dart throw at tight end, <laughs> our guy Chigo Conquo. Oh, huge game last mm-hmm. week. He's been, he's actually been good for three straight weeks in terms of he has five plus targets in three straight games. Uh, just you know, for those that don't know, athletic profile coming oh, out yeah. of Maryland. Very good. Fourth round pick this year. Uh, and the Titans are just weird. Like, you know, they've got Austin Hooper playing snaps. They've got like, I mean, it's Jeff just Swaim. Jeff, it's like who knows who's going to be available for them. What do you got? News. All right. From okay. Adam Schefter. Uh, Jets doctors will not clear quarterback Mike White for contact before Sunday's game versus Detroit. And thus, <sighs> Zach Wilson will start against the Lions. Wow. White wanted to play and has practiced, but Jets doctors are not signing off. Thus, Wilson is back as the Jets starting quarterback. Wow. Well, mm. good thing. We, we, did we already preview that game we yesterday? Did, yes, we yesterday. did. And, yeah, and, and actually, oh. Adam... You know, Adam kind of it. gives yeah. some foreshadowing that yeah, that might be the case. Yeah. So that's a DFS buzzkill. Yeah. That, that really is. How's that going to impact Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore? Because we loved them against this Lions secondary, but we don't. We love them because of Mike White. We didn't love them because of Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah. This it's is, hard to trust. Yeah, it's hard. It to, really is. Mm-hmm. The numbers bear it out. Yeah, I think uh, Wilson. You still got Garrett play Wilson. Him. You still have to play. I mean, yeah. he was seeing decent volume even with Zach Wilson. But guys like, you know, we, we'll still we'll see on Corey Davis. I'll still be surprised if he goes. But Elijah Moore, I mean, I don't think you could justify him now as a flex. I mean, in DFS, he's still like 30, what is he, 3,600. 3, Maybe yeah. you could still punt there if Corey Davis is out. But what? obviously a downgrade Massive. here, it's just buzzkill. What? Here's what I will say. If you want to flip it the other direction, I was worried about, um, you know, Mike White all along. Yeah, Yeah. him starting and not finishing or him starting and not being able to perform. And just going back to what you saw with Justin Herbert when he was struggling um, due to his rib injury early, I thought we might not get the version of Mike White. So at least you know now that you have to make another plan versus Mm -hmm. starting him and hoping for something. So, you know. Um, glass half sucks, full, Stefania. Glass half full. The gravity of this moment for Zach Wilson cannot be overstated. No. Zach Wilson, the number two overall pick in 2021, mm-hmm. is now taking over again as a starting quarterback. And in time, it's not quite a playoff game, right? The Jets could lose and still be in the playoff mix. 
but we're sort of at that point of the season where every game has mm-hmm. a direct tie to your playoff chances. Zach Wilson may have lost a locker room about a month ago when he refused to take responsibility or accountability after a dreadful performance. Yep. His team's going to need him on Sunday. Mm-hmm. If Zach Wilson performs well, resuscitates his value as the potential franchise quarterback going forward. If he doesn't, can you ever expect Zach Wilson to be the starting quarterback for the Jets for a long nope. period of time? Nope. Massive, massive, massive opportunity mm-hmm. for what Zach Wilson. What would have Wilson. to happen for Zach Wilson to take this job back over from Mike White? Because it's just coming in and... and um, I think if he, plays, if he plays well, like if he 335 and two touchdowns, and two touchdowns. then it'll be a conversation going forward. And they'll definitely say, Mike, take as long as you need on those ribs, uh-huh. right? They play next Thursday night, by the way, against the Jaguars. So it's a quick oh, turnaround okay. from one game to the next. <laughs> That's so, right. It could be they need him for two games no matter what. It also could be if he struggles, Joe Flacco versus Trevor Lawrence next Thursday night. Ooh, I'm excited wow. for that game, Ooh. actually. Me too. It's I saw it fun. from like Jets, Jags. I mean, yeah. that could be for a you know, playoff spot potentially. I mean, the Jets maybe. actually have three fun games coming up. Yeah. They have Sunday Lions, Thursday Jaguars, and then the Seahawks in Week 17. Mm-hmm. Like three games, teams they don't play all that often. Like those yeah. are fun games yeah, for fun. the Jets, and it's going to obviously dictate whether they make the playoffs or not. Boy. Boy, Dolphins that in the thing. final week of the season. Too it's a good them, thing so. though that the Jets kept kept. It's a good thing that the Jets <laughs> kept Zach Wilson around as an insurance quarterback field because right now with Mike White going down, they needed someone back there. And if you don't have an insurance option, a lot of times you are just left really, really holding the bag. Where can you be going with this? <laughs> I, uh, I think you're trying to get me to read the thing about Geico. I think I have. I don't have the right scripts. I'm oh, sorry. Right, somebody yeah. uh, yeah. good with notes today. So one of the things about Geico is Geico wants to Geico asks go. Geico asks how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? You don't really need <laughs> been the doing script. this every day, right? <laughs> like, like you must know this yeah. in your sleep. Of course you would. And when of it comes to great would. rights on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV, even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. All right, before we dive into our next game, we're going to throw it over to our friend Thirsty Kyle, who's got a little bit from our chat. Kyle, what's up? Ryan Vaughn wants to weigh in. Big time listener of the show. It's his birthday. All he oh, wants is two wins and a shout out birthday, for his birthday. Ryan. Happy birthday, Ryan. Yeah. Happy birthday. Can, we can always sing, sing like one or two yep. words of that song. So I am going to send you a happy birthday tune electronically somehow. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. That's exciting. Yeah. Is there anything? Uh, how old is Ryan? TBD, we do not know the answer to that I question. I'm going to guess. He had a question, seven, though, right? right? He's like 70 or 82. Wait, wait. Did he have a question? No, no. Just wanted a birthday oh, shout out. Oh, 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 right. The yeah. question is, did you guys oh, know today is my birthday? Question. That's yeah. what the question okay. that we do. We didn't know. ask an answer. Happy birthday, Brian. That's very cool. We appreciate all the support here for sure. Oh, man. Thank you for still listening here in week 15. All right. Let's talk about Bengals at Buccaneers. Again, another game that at the beginning of the season sounded like it was going to be freaking awesome here in awesome, week 15. Yeah. Line it's, still, it's still half awesome. It's, it is half awesome because the lineup <laughs> blocks include Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, and Jamar Chase. Those three are all really good. Chris Godwin also has been really good for this team. But Stefania, we've got some injuries yeah, outside do. of Jamar Chase in this Bengals wide receiving core. Yeah, I, I'm just uh, going back with my friend Ben Baby, who covers the Bengals for us, just trying to get the latest on what the vibe is around around Cincinnati because we really couldn't read it on T Higgins last week. Now, no, could we, we after the one snap and it sounds like he's doing pretty well. And I think, uh, you know, if anything, the extra time to sort of reinforce that he's going to be good to go limited in practice this week, but is trending towards playing. And then Tyler Boyd, I think that's really interesting, had a fractured dislocation. If you 
Have you have you had this field? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, but okay. I have a question after you finish the Tyler Boyd thing. Okay. Fractured dislocation, and he talked about seeing the bone through his skin. A fractured Ooh. dislocation? Yeah, of his finger. And so compound fracture, Ugh. punctured the skin, open fracture, it's called sometimes. And uh, he said, no, he wasn't in pain or anything. Just kind of shock at seeing the bone in his hand. Pretty yes. amazing. And Whoa. guess what? It, lo- <laughs> it looks like he's going to play. Uh, th- yeah. Which I thought, you know, they were, they were talking about how long it would be. It sounded like it could be a couple weeks, but it sounds like he's going to try and go. I'm going to make a joke here. Please know this is just a joke. Okay. But, but Tyler Boyd's going to play after a bone stuck through his hand and Tyler Lockett's like, oh, my hand hurts so no, bad. No, no, it's oh not funny. Oh, my gosh. Again, somebody not, who not has funny. powered through a spiral fracture in the past. <laughs> um, no, more seriously, I think the big question, though, is, and I'm not trying to be facetious yeah. here, is that, like, if, if T. Higgins is active... What does that mean? Like, do we know that that, like... Uh, well, I think after last week, I w- I, that's not going to happen twice. So if he plays, that, he's that would be playing like third time, though, yeah. right? That happened earlier this season, too, with T, where he was active and just didn't play. Uh, be the third time. I, I have to go back and look at it, but I think he was active and definitely aggravated something. Like, th- this was... He wasn't going to play. They did something... Something happened during warm-ups. He wasn't mm-hmm. going to play... He gets on the field for that third snap and then doesn't appear again. But after the game, mm-hmm. Zach Taylor said, well, they had um, they had some packages for him that he could have come in on the right. So it, it was uh, murky, mm-hmm. but there was an explanation. I think with all the questions around that, Makes me feel like if he's active this week, he's active, and I, I you know, it doesn't mean that. No, I hope so. I know. I'm just, yeah, I, I just don't think they that they would do that again. It'd be like one snap. It's always possible when you have a hamstring yeah. issue that you go into it and you don't finish. That's yeah. a, that's sort of the nature of the beast. But I, I, you'd have to have a great option. Like if you're yeah, worried about that, potential. you'd have to have a great option to replace him with. I, I agree with you. We still have him 25th, which is pretty low for T Higgins. We totally. thought he'd be a, like a borderline wide receiver one. I'll say this his last three full games with Jamar chase, seven targets per game under 15 fantasy points and all three. He's had three really like high end games, like ceiling games this year, two are with chase out. Uh, so he hasn't quite been that guy we were kind of hoping for. That gives you some justification. If you're like, uh, you know what? I'm in the playoffs. I have a really good receiving core. I can afford to bench him. It's justifiable. It's yeah. definitely justifiable with the circumstances. But to your point, he's probably one of your best three. He, it, he probably is. Guess, yeah. If you had to play T. Higgins or Mike Evans, which one would you start in your fantasy lineup this uh, week, Mike? Um, I have them back to back. 25 and 26. I have Higgins one spot ahead. Uh, you could break the tie and go Evans if you want. I will say this in in Evans' defense. Obviously, it's been a, a struggle. Uh, he does have nine or more targets in five of his last seven games, right? And if Which you knew great. you were getting that from Mike Evans, you would always want to be starting him. I know it's been a rough go as of late. Nine straight games without a touchdown. Tough matchup. Bengals fifth fewest fantasy points to receivers. But again, much like Higgins, there's some risk here. He's had some problems, but he's at least a wide receiver three. Stefania. I feel like we're going to keep coming back to the Jets, but there's more Jets news. Oh uh, two things. Corey Davis is officially out for okay. this game. Okay. And then uh, Rich Samini, again, one of our phenomenal NFL mm-hmm. Nation reporters who covers the Jets, said, Sala won't, this is his tweet, Sala won't get into specifics of White's rib injury, has a chance to play next Thursday, but short week, quote, makes it a challenge for him Ooh. to play. We'll reevaluate Monday. Man, so, again, hey. open-ended. Uh, it's not yeah. automatic that he's going to play next so, week. So, um, remember the beginning of the week where they were like, yeah, Corey Davis is going to play. It's like, really? Like, he yeah. was in yeah. protocol yeah, like, that two, one, like two hours ago. Yeah. Like, just... 
He will. When a player enters concussion protocol, I'm sorry, I'm going to plan for that player to not be available. Yeah, same thing. And Just, same kind of thing with Russ, right? He was limited at practice yesterday, and you're like, hmm, like, does that mean there's a chance? Probably not, right? I mean, it's just guys have been missing that next More game. likely than not. More likely than not that they're out, given the average, which is probably at the end of this year going to be extended a little longer because I think teams are just being before, more conservative. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if it... Look, some guys will clear in three days. That's just that's just true. There yeah, there are a few, but it's not that it's not that frequent. Mm-hmm. And also, limited means a wide range of things. Sometimes it's just that they're walking around at a walkthrough, yeah. and that's considered. And that's actually what Russell Wilson was doing a little bit yeah, earlier I, in the week. I can't remember the last player, at least from a fantasy perspective, like a, one of the fantasy positions who had a, a reported concussion, left the game, failed the protocol, whatever it may be, and then played the next game. Matthew Stafford. Uh, that was a long right. That was earlier the season, right? Yeah. Huntley. Huntley will play this week. All right, there you go. That's yeah. a good example. So he's okay. uh, yeah. so the there's, that's there, one, there, but that's but, very so rare. So Stafford, very rare. Yeah. Huntley. There, there's a few, and Stafford had another issue that was spinal cord contusion mm-hmm. and a complicating things. Yeah. But it, I'm just saying, it's not. Um, we have to remember that they're going by criteria. They're not going by time. Yep. So even yep. though we sure. talk about days, yep. it's not well. They're automatically going to sit a week. But I think mm-hmm. if they're on the fence. Mm-hmm they're going to exercise caution because mm. it's a head injury. Can I close the circle on Bucks Bengals and just a couple other thoughts there from that game? You brought up Mike Evans versus T Higgins and we can also separate the conversation because Mike Evans is a unique conversation by himself. Mike mentioned how the Bengals have allowed the fifth fewest uh fantasy points to perimeter mm. wide receivers this just season. Just receivers right? in general. Yeah. Receivers in general. Good against the perimeter. But, yeah, too. good against and they by the way, they've done it without their best cover corner and Chidobe yes. Awuzie. Mm-hmm. Um beyond that they haven't allowed a receiving touchdown to a t- to a wide receiver in the past three games. The only wide receiver to score in the past three games was Traylon Burks recovering a fumble of Derrick Henry's. Right. They've been locked down. That being said, do we really think that Mike Evans can go an entire season held down? Yes. Guys, really? I don't know. He hasn't scored since October 2nd. I know. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans, one of the preeminent touchdown makers in all of football, hasn't scored since October 2nd. Second, one thing of note here that uh, Trey Hendrickson sounds like he's probably iffy to play for Cincinnati on Sunday. Why does that matter? Often rushes from the right side of the line. That's the left side for the offense and Bucks left tackle Donovan Smith. And I am not speaking with exaggeration has been arguably the worst player in terms of penalties this season in the NFL holdings have been a massive mm-hmm. issue for him It negated that 64 yard touchdown pass to Mike Evans this past week he had another one that called back a different Mike Evans touchdown so while the touchdown numbers may seem terrible and by the way I have Mike Evans lower than Mike does wide receiver 28 but if you're looking for optimism it will be rooted in maybe the pass protection's a bit better Maybe, just maybe, Mike Evans, because he's a six foot four potential future Hall of Famer, finds the end zone for the first time in two and a half months. Yep. And nine targets a game. You Take know, that. nine five of his last and seven. Now be, you will not keep him down if he keeps saying nine targets a game. How do you say that though? Because he's done literally the entire season know, he has been held down. How many I times know. does he hit twenty fantasy points? Uh once. One, one time. time this year, Mike Evans it's hit twenty totally, fantasy points. You're totally and now right. I'm gonna trust him here in the fantasy. Like this no, is the emotional aspect that you're not rousing percent. I do have him at twenty eight. Yeah. No, Daniel, it's it's exactly what we talk about. Like you have to do yourself you have to either go with the emotions uh-huh. and play Christian Watson over Mike Evans. Oh, yes. Right? Or or you just say, Don't know the player, don't know the fantasy points. I just know the things like targets and snaps this and role, routes volume. run, which yep. all things being equal are important indicators. Try if I had those two players, if I was choosing between them, I'm playing Christian Watson. I am. I and I don't think that's that that's such a crazy thought. 
But if you're in a, like, I'm trying to will this into, into happening, by the distance, way, right? Yeah. Where I talk about this league, I've, I've got a league where all of a sudden because of injuries, it's a keeper league. I'm, I am, imagine saying this, I am now down to Tom Brady as my only <laughs> option at quarterback. Wow. Tough life. And wow. That's not great. No, here's, it's not. But so, yeah, so th- th- those are the reasons why if you are playing them, you're saying I'm playing them and I do have a slightly rosy outlook about it. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason why I have a slightly less rosy outlook and not all the things you said I totally understand and agree with is in part because I felt like the running backs were massively involved in the passing game every last week. week, too. Every week. And because, again, they can't that's pass not going away. Well, they can't pass protect. And if they can on Sunday, those running back dump offs will be a little bit lower. And again, Mike Evans just needs one. He yeah. literally needs one play. He had it last week and it got called yep. back mm-hmm. due to penalty. But if he, he scores that touchdown last week, yeah, <laughs> you're saying to yourself, wow, Mike Evans had six catches for 125 yards mm-hmm. and a touchdown. And yep. we're saying, Mike That's Evans Mike is Evans. back. That's Mike Evans. having problems with that mic today. You also. A lot of mic problems on this. Are you starting? We talked about how both the Cowboys running backs are startable in fantasy. Are you starting both of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers running backs this week? I mean, I don't want to. I have White 32nd. I have Fournette at 27 the pass routes last week you talked about the uh, yep. running backs in the passing game 28 to 7 in favor of Fournette now White had a big edge wow. in carries but Fournette had kind of dominated in the route department well, so White also caught every every seven time of for a seven targets he literally went out on route seven times I think he had five catches yeah he had five because targets again, on seven it's routes yeah all just dump offs it's yep. pass protection breaks down and all right you just leak out for a ball that is caught three yards behind the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and you turn it into a two yard gain. Yeah. It, it's a two man backfield in a back in an offense that doesn't score it was points. Kenneth Walker I mean, playing last night, right? Yeah, last yeah. night he had three catches for minus one yard until mm-hmm. that fourth catch for 33 yards mm-hmm. to bring him to four for 32. Yeah. Yep. Oh, not man. a, not a great situation. They're flex options. At best. Flex yeah. options. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move ahead. We'll talk giants at commanders here for Sunday night football lineup blocks for Sunday night football. Include good news from Stefania Saquon <laughs> Barkley. We're going to talk about him in a second and field's favorite Terry McLaurin. Terry. Stefania, give me, some updates on Saquon and please make them good. Yeah, you know, I think Saquon's been pretty open about acknowledging that he hasn't been playing his best ball lately and he had a neck injury that made him a question mark coming yep. into last week. He said he feels way better. Those are his words talking to reporters yesterday. Does not expect to be limited at all during this game and you know, he wants to prove that 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 he has not had a drop off late in the season. So right. I expect a very good version of Saquon Barkley this okay. week. Okay, That's what I want to hear is a good version of Saquon Barkley. I could use that. Yeah, totally. Is there anybody else field inside of this Giants offense outside of Saquon? We've looked at Darius Slayton flirting with like that, like low end flex, but that's mostly during bye weeks. I feel like. Yeah, I say with every team playing this week in the fantasy playoffs, you know, the fact that your your roster, it's probably we're down to four or six teams in most leagues. Like you're probably not playing Darius Slayton yeah. unless you are desperate which is kind of how it should be for this Giants mm-hmm. offense right now. And on the Washington side, there are a few more compelling play- players. Yeah, though. I feel like looking at both of these running backs, we've talked about Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson, both mm-hmm. back and forth. Mike, I want to ask you, if you're picking one this week, is there one that you're choosing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm giving an edge to Brian Robinson because he just keeps getting better and better and better. And the volume has been there and the passing game work is coming. 20 or more touches and 86 plus yards and 13 plus fantasy points in three of his last four games. So he's been pretty solid. Five targets in his last two games which doesn't sound like a lot, but for him, it's a step forward from getting zero every game. Also, Giants can't stop running backs right now. 
Uh, five straight games, they've allowed 150 yards yeah. to running back. Wow. So it's a good spot for really for both of them. They get a little bit of an upgrade, but Robinson is the preferred borderline RB2 flex option. Gibson under 15 fantasy points at five straight, under nine in his last two. He's not, uh, you know, he's kind of the 1B now. He's yeah. still a pri- He's still kind of leading the way in passing situations, but with Robinson running so well and and soaking up so many touches, it has limited Gibson down now to a yep. low low ceiling flex. Yeah, which is tough because we really liked him because of the passing game work that he was getting. But yeah, it, it was there. It was there. But now, I mean, Robinson's just getting better. Which we love to see. Yeah. Love to see. We love the story of, of Brian Robinson, yeah. obviously. Uh, any of these pass catchers outside of Terry McLaurin that we're looking at? We talked about Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson at different times throughout the year. It feels like that time has passed. Yeah, definitely not Dotson. Can't trust him right now. As for Samuel, uh, coming off a big game, kind of a bounce back at the nine touches against the Giants. Uh, that's who they're playing here. That was their last game. They had their yep. bye week kind of mixed in one of them scheduling quirks. But uh, before that, uh, five straight games under five targets, three straight games under 45 yards. He just took a big dive for most of the season at the one big game. I'm not, I don't really trust him. He's a 12 team league flex. That's it. I yep. saw Scott Turner, their offensive coordinator yesterday, say that Curtis Amos is one of the smartest players he's ever coached. And I was like, hey, do you think he's capable to handle like, does he have the intellectual aptitude to handle like 14 targets this week? Because that would be so <laughs> that would be great. I would love that. Yeah. That would be yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk one more game, guys. Right. One more game to close out. What is our week 15 slate? Monday night football Rams at Packers yeah. lineup blocks. It probably doozy, sounded, sounded like a good as you know what? Yeah, <sighs> it sounded like a good idea at the start yeah, of the yeah, year. But the the, the Rams, totally. I'm like, wow, wow, wow. The Packers, if the Packers don't win this, what's wrong with them? Yeah, they should have a combined, what, 20 wins? That's yeah. what kind of we expected <laughs> yeah, yeah, at this point. Yeah, yeah. Between yeah. the two teams. Oh, yeah, you know they've combined 20 losses. This probably. is a sneaky, important game. So it's mm-hmm. to point, they better win this game. If not, yeah. does Aaron Rodgers sit the rest of the season? That, yeah. Big question mark, I think. Mm-hmm. Going Definitely forward. looking for... A lot of incentive for, for Aaron Rodgers to, you know... I want Aaron but, Rodgers to win this game. That I think would be they fantastic should win this, this week. Game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at the Rams offense is depleted. The, right. Most of those mm-hmm. guys are gone for the year. Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford. Yeah. We'll see if Aaron Donald Everybody. plays. That sounds yeah, unlikely yeah, on yeah. defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just stick with that with Stefania then. Is there a single Ram that you would consider playing in your first week of the playoffs? Like Cam Akers is the no. only guy that comes to mind to me. And that's like desperation if I'm just so yeah. banged up at the running back spot. But that's it. Field, Mike? Anyone? is borderline tight. He's in that same conversation with yeah. those borderline tight end ones. Akers, yeah, three touchdowns the last two weeks. You're very lucky to have gotten them. Very I lucky. mean, he's getting modest carry volume. Uh, one receiving yard in his last nine games. Oh, I mean, that is crushing in a bad offense. I mean, I, the only thing you could say in his defense is the Packers have led the third most rushing yards to running backs this season. Maybe that helps a little bit, makes him 12-team flex-worthy, especially non-PPR, but no way. I mean, if you could avoid this backfield, this whole offense, you're doing that. everything, everything about this offense. If you can, I think Aaron Jones, the, obviously the only guy on the other side of the ball that is a lineup lock, but I do want to ask you, we talked about Christian Watson. How are you benching Christian Watson, Mike, based on what it is that he's done? Cause it's not been volume, but he has certainly been giving you results. Yeah. I mean, I'm just worried about, a. a he's had, he has exactly six targets in three straight games. Yeah. That's the fear that he has a three catch, 29-yard, zero-touchdown game because it's coming unless the targets go up. It is, and Romeo Dobbs is back now, and he's going to at least play a little bit, get a target or three. Uh, I'm just worried about the targets not going up. I want them to, but the touchdowns aren't – this isn't going to keep up. He's just off the charts. 
not sustainable. It's going to be hard for you to not start Christian Watson know, with I all agree. the things don't that he's done. That the only uh, thing fun, I can I think of him. is that, you know, here's Aaron Rodgers. It's Monday Night Football. He has good history on Monday Night Football. He wants to show up and show out because otherwise it could be the end of his season and very in a very unglorious fashion. And who's going to give him the best opportunity to do that? Christian yeah. Watson. Yep. And Christian Watson, even though they play indoors, he went to North Dakota State for college. Five degrees is warm. Well, I was for him. like, even though mm-hmm. like, even though they play indoors, they don't play indoors. Uh, North Dakota State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah, I was like, the same he's thing. like five degrees. Christian Watson will be. He'll be warming up without sleeves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You put a little vaseline on you. Vaseline. This is the oldest trick in the book. Yeah, a little vaseline on your arms. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a skier's trick originally, but all these offensive linemen that go sleeveless, they just get lathered up. Running backs is trickier because you have to run the, you have to hold the football. But uh, yeah, those running backs, I mean, those offensive linemen just like We've been thinking about doing that. I've been talking to Shadid, who's one of our A2s here, about yeah. just having a big like jar of Vaseline for when we come to the studio because it's so cold <laughs> just to like rub on our arms when we Yesterday come out to the show. That, yeah, yeah it would have been great. Yeah, you guys do that. I'll just ask for the thermostat every single time. Not slathering up in Vaseline. That is almost going to do it for our Friday show, but really quickly, I want to throw it out to Thirsty Kyle. Kyle, what you got for us? Okay, I can't type fast enough to tell all the people in chat how to handle this weather situation this week. They want to bench waddle for anybody and any receiver. We're talking Peoples Jones. Nope. They're going everywhere here. So can you please help me talk people off a ledge here? (laughs) Jalen Waddle, super good at football. Yes. You're, it's a lot of targets. You're playing him. I mean, he, he's a lineup block. Mike it, McDaniel has said, oh, wait, do not talk to me about the weather. I think he is. That That, that is just the attitude they're going in with. Nobody's going to talk about it. They expect to perform. <clears throat> the pressure's on them. They haven't had a good couple of games offensively. I'm more nervous about Tua than I am the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Because Tua, can, yeah. he, can, he could throw for 225 yards and three touchdowns. And, you know, Jalen Waddle can have seven for 80 and Tyreek Hill can have you know, 10 for 110. So mm-hmm. um, I am consistent. I, I will I will play my wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Still nervous about two, but you'd have to have a very, very good option to bench two. Yeah, be Saturday tough. Night. I don't even believe in weather. So I'm starting Jalen Waddle. <laughs> That's, That's the guy do. who wants Vaseline yeah. on his yeah. arms yeah, from the studio. About? My goodness. That's going to do it for, well, Mike doesn't believe in momentum. So like there You're are things. momentum, Mike? That, not, not forward thinking, no. It's descriptive, not predictive. Moment, wow. Having yeah. momentum oh, means we're going to leave the Friday show on that. Okay, wow. we got a nerd quote to close <laughs> yeah. out there. Look Let's at go. that. We can do that. That's an off-season show. That's an off-season show. That's going to do it for us here in week 15. Momentum is real and it rules. For hanging out with us. Niners win the NFC West. They have all this momentum. They're going to dominate whoever they play next week. Who do they play? It doesn't yeah, even do matter who matter. this matter. Okay. Do we care? It doesn't matter. No, I don't, don't believe care. in opponents either. No, we don't care. <laughs> Shout out to all you guys for hanging out with us. Good luck here in week 15. We love you. Don't forget to love each other. Please be kind to yourself. And we will see you on Sunday morning for Fantasy Football Now at 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Don't forget to set your lineups or Saturday games. Saturday, Saturday games. Let's go. See you, friends. Please, you throw stuff. Sometimes it's fun. Have you ever thrown things? It's just cool. Pick up that bell. Just pick up that. Not Stefania. No, no, no. no, The bell on the table. Not (laughs) Stefania, Mike. Put (laughs) Stefania down. It's no secret, not a mystery. The one that we depend on for all our podcast needs. Graduate, full sell you, Alliance fan through and through, with the hippest beard, I'm telling you.